Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Shares for beginners. Weekend watch list. G'day and welcome back to Shares for Beginners Weekend Watchlist, where we'll be taking a close look at an individual company, sector or ETF that you may wish to consider for your watchlist. It's not a recommendation to buy, but a way for you to learn how experts screen for value. Joining me today is Jason McIntosh from Motion Trader. G'day, Jason. Hey, Phil. Thanks for, um, for having me on. Thanks for coming back on. And today we're talking about Atomos Limited, ASX code AMS. Atomos is a leader in digital imaging technology. We're going to be looking at Atomos from two angles today. Jason, you look at the price action on the charts. Tell us a bit about that and tell us about the company. Yeah, so let's start with a little bit about the company. It's a really interesting business. So what they do, they produce monitor recorders that that connects to a user's camera. And um, what it's all about, it creates really, really high quality content, which is quick to produce and it's affordable. And uh, then the user will typically use that for content on things like social media, YouTube, TV, even cinema. And uh, like a really big growth driver for the company's partnership they have with, with Apple. So Apple's got some technology called ProRes RAW. It's, it's a way to produce film, basically. Look, I'll just jump in here as well, because I'm a media guy as well. I mean, my background's in media production. You'll know much more about this than me, I think. <laughs> well, ProRes is kind of like the standard um, format for recording video these days, and it's getting higher and higher quality all the time. And um, I guess this is where Atomos ties in by using this ProRes technology and making it easier for, for recording of really high quality vision. So I think it um, it's all about converting like really large files, they compress it and then get a get a high quality output. And that's why it's so valuable to smaller operators just with their camera. So you don't need a whole, you know, production set. I think it's also to do with cameras are a fantastic technology and this Atomos device will plug in to whatever camera that you want to use. And it um takes the data straight from the sensor on the camera and um, produces the highest quality image because it's really, if you've got good lenses, that's really the starting point for a great image. Sorry, I've, I've taken over here. No, no, it's all, it's all really good because like, I was trying to get my head around the actual technology itself because I'm a mobile phone camera person. My skills in that area is not exactly what I do. Well, you can imagine a video producer, they've got fantastic lenses. You know, Lenses have been fantastic for, for many years. So this way you don't have to upgrade your device but you would be plugging in an Atomos device using the sensor within it and you can access those great lenses that you've already got and um, be able to then record in the highest possible resolution. Mm. So it's really, really taking the technology to an affordable, accessible level to more of the public. It's been impressive how the camera makers have taken it on board as well. So Atomos says nearly all the major camera makers are now using this ProRes RAW format. And as this becomes uh, the industry standard, they're saying that they expect the market for their device is going to continue to grow. And this is part of the opportunity in, in this particular company. And they say they're the only company licensed to record natively using Apple's ProRed RAW 
technology. So it's a really interesting company from that perspective. But more than that, they're also looking at growing their existing product range, but then also with an eye on gaming and video conferencing. So they're, they're two areas where there's a lot of visual involved. But you know, we think about how video conferencing is now. The, the image quality is still you know, so-so. It's, you know, it's good, but it's not cinema quality by any stretch. So I think the company is seeing an opportunity there. And it says like this is one of the things with COVID where COVID creates opportunity. So they're saying that COVID has potentially accelerated this growth in video conferencing by three to five years. And look, it's an area I think the company could could really get itself into over the maybe the medium term, the next next few years to grow what they're already doing really well. So Jason, what are the numbers looking like? Yeah, I think they're looking quite impressive, really. So management put out a, a trading update a couple of weeks ago. Their four-year results are due out shortly, but this was a, an update they put forth to you know, let the market know how they're tracking. And they're saying they're expecting record sales of, of around $77 million. And to put that into some perspective, it's up 73% on last year. And they also say that it's around a bit over $6 million ahead of what the analyst consensus were. So I think that's a, the sign the company's doing really well. And their second half result was was a standout. It was up something like 270% on the same period last year. And the company says that was the strongest half they've had in their in their history. So they're really getting some momentum on the on the financial side. And now, like many businesses, COVID had a had an impact in that 2019-20 financial year. But other than that, when you look at their revenue growth, it's been consistently rising since 2015. So I like that consistency you're seeing in the in their their performance, that it really is growing, it's gathering momentum. And management say they're expecting EBITDA. Now, EBITDA is one of those technical terms analysts use. So just to break that down, it stands for earnings before interest, tax, depreciation, amortization. Basically, it's how much money they're making. So they're saying they're expecting that metric to be around 9% of what their total revenue is. So that's good for this sort of company, I think. They've got a strong balance sheet. $23 $23 million in cash at the end of the December half. And uh, they've got undrawn loan facilities. So really, I think this company is structured for the potential for some rapid growth. That's the aim. That's what they're looking to do. And the numbers they're showing so far suggest they're, they're moving nicely in that direction. What caught your eye about Atomos then? Yeah, so it came to my attention through my market scans. So what I do each day, I'm getting the, the ASX data and I'm putting it through my, my algorithmic scanning tool. So what I'm looking for, I'm looking for, for stocks which are rising in price. So not just having an update, but you know they've got to meet a, a certain criteria to suggest they're potentially within an upward trend. So that, that's how Atmos came to my attention. It's only got a market cap of around $250 million. So it's one of those companies which is, it sits outside the all ordinary. So really, it's one of those ones which is really hard to find. And this is where momentum's great because it can help identify these companies. And look, what's so interesting, Phil, is when you look behind what's causing the momentum, you can often find some really interesting stories. And so that that's really what, what's happened with Atomos. So what it does, it combines, from my perspective, it combines a, a recovery story in the share price because it had a, a really big, big fall during the, that COVID crash. It combines a recovery story with a growth angle. So just getting back to that recovery story part, like it got up to an all-time high of $1.82 in October 2019. 
And then when the you know the COVID sell-off start to take place, the shares fell 87%. They got down to a low of 24 cents. So, you know, they really got one of the hardest hit stocks in the market. But from there, what we've seen is the shares started to form a, a nice base of support on the charts. And then they start to move higher. And that's where my momentum scans have come in and identify them as a potential opportunity. So why wouldn't you just buy them when they're falling? I mean, what's the problem about buying shares when prices are falling? Yeah, it's a really interesting question, Phil. People often talk about buying the dip. You hear it all the time. You hear it on the you know the financial pages and you know, just people talking, yeah, let's buy the dip. The problem I've got with that is like, how do you define what a dip is? Is a dip 5%? Is it 10%? Is it a, a 20% pullback from the high? It's really one of those things which is hard to define. And uh, I had a, had a good discussion with David Koch about this a couple of weeks ago. And he said, look, a couple of analysts have recently said that A2 milk is a buy because it's so down and out, it's fallen so far, it's down 75%, but they've got really good management and surely it's got to turn around sometime. And that may well be true. But I said, look, the argument I've got against doing that is that you could have said the same thing when the shares were down 20%, 40%, 50%, 60%. So what happens? What happens if you buy during that decline? What happens if you buy when it's down 30% and then it's down 60%? Do you buy some more? Do you sell? It makes it really hard. It makes it hard to work out how to manage your risk. So my preference is to not try and say, look, they've fallen so far, they've got to turn around, but to say, well, okay, this is interesting, let's keep an eye on it, and we'll wait for the share price to start to turn higher again, so we're going with the momentum. And I think it just helps put the odds in your favour. You don't get the low, but if you try and pick the low, you often end up you know, riding it even further down. So I think generally you're better off just trying to get a bit of momentum in. You can still buy it lower than the, in an all-time high, but you're not trying to preempt the low, you're waiting for signs that there is a low. So yeah, we're talking about here in price action and a chart and what it looks like on a chart. And we'll put a link into the episode notes about this. So listeners can click on that and see what we're talking about because it is a bit of a visual medium here. You talked about a, a solid base. What is a solid base? Yeah. So a base of support on a chart, it's basically it's like a, a period of sideways price action. So that's where you know the trends or the stock price isn't trending up, it isn't trending down. It's kind of just going sideways in a big trading range. And when we talk about a base, this is a period where the selling eventually dries up. And during that period where it's trading sideways, the selling's drying up and the buying eventually starts to overwhelm the selling and that causes prices to start moving higher. And uh, the opposite occurs when you have a market with a topping formation, like you might get this big sideways sort of top in a, in a share price. And then as the, the buying starts to slowly dry up, the sellers overwhelm the buyers and the price starts to fall. So they're useful patterns in trying to identify where an opportunity may come from. And uh, so it's one of the things I like to look at. There's a good chart for Atomos, which the listeners can have a look at. And uh, yeah, they'll see where, where the, you know, the base of support started to form and where the shares have then started to, to break higher from. And uh, that uh, chart also shows a price breakout. So tell us what a price breakout is and what it actually means for um, buying opportunities. So a breakout is what happens when prices start to move outside the range. And if you're looking to buy a stock, you want to see prices break out to the top side of the range. 
And this suggests that you know, the, the stock's then starting to gather some momentum and then you've got the potential of, of higher prices after that. So a, a common strategy would be to watch a stock whilst it's in a trading range. Don't try to preempt whether it's going to break up, whether it's going to break down. Just watch it whilst it's in the range. And when you get that breakout, when you get that break to a new price high, that's a signal to buy. And then you can easily manage your risk around that because you know where it's broken up from. So if that break fails and the price then starts to fall back, you can sell the stock and not have a whole lot of risk. And that's the great thing about some technical trading. Knowing some some of the aspects of technical trading is that you can come up with it. You know what your exit strategy is, which is a really important thing when you're, when you're making these investments. So for Atomos, what are the risks in your view? Well, with any stock, there's always market risk. We don't know what your ordinaries is going to do over the next next six months. So the market risk is just part of playing the stock market game. There's company risk. Is management going to be able to execute on these aggressive growth strategies, which they have? And uh, you know, look, sometimes management comes up with great plans, but they don't execute well, and the share price you know, accordingly doesn't prosper. So look, they're always a risk with any company that you go into. But look, I think the key is to be able to manage that risk with an exit strategy. And this is about having that plan to sell if it doesn't work out. So lots of stocks that show promising momentum don't go on to become the next big thing. So it's about like having that plan to say, well, look, if, it, if this doesn't work out, if it doesn't continue to go higher, if management struggles to execute their plan, well, we have our own plan to sell this stock and move our capital into, into something else. And I think it's that exit strategy, which is sort of the weak link in a lot of lot of investors' toolkit. There's a lot of information on when to buy, where to find good ideas, but what do you do when those ideas don't work? And this is where people end up with stocks languishing in their portfolio for years because they don't have that exit strategy. So, you know, the risk with Atomos, as with any stock, is that it doesn't perform. And that's why I think it's really important to have that fixed plan of action and some parameters to decide when it's time to sell. Jason, any ownership disclosure on this particular stock? No, not one which I'm currently holding. I invest in a lot of the companies which I identify through my service, but like everyone, I've got capital limits. So when my portfolio is full, it's full. So you never know. When a slot opens up, it may be one of the ones which goes in there. So I like the story. I like the chart profile. It's a sort of company I'd like to have in my portfolio. And yeah, we'll see what the next... Uh, next few months brings. If listeners want to find out more information about um, Motion Trader and um, your techniques, how can they get in touch? Look, the best way is to come over to the website, motiontrader.com.au. And I've got a good free four-part training series for people who are interested in some of the sort of strategies I use to identify stocks and what I use for exit strategies. And uh, look, there's also just some good general information about some of the interesting stock ideas which I'm seeing in the market and and hopefully give um, investors some ideas on what they might do with their with their capital. Fantastic. Jason McIntosh, thanks very much for joining me today. Thank you, Phil. Shares for Beginners is for information and educational purposes only. It isn't financial advice and you shouldn't buy or sell any investments based on what you've heard here. Any opinion or commentary is the view of the speaker only, not shares for beginners. This podcast doesn't replace professional advice regarding your personal financial needs, circumstances or current situation. And thank you for listening to my podcast. Hey. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 